0: hello welcome to what's on your mind i'm kellyanne and this is
1: andrea
0: here and we are here to talk to you about spirit and education
1: so exciting very are and where you come from in in terms of just your your adventure with spirit.
0: Well, my adventure to spirit is a long and bumpy one and it started with uh, my family and um the my parents are Jehovah's Witnesses and they taught me I grew up in that faith. Um, so I grew up thinking that faith was something scary and something to be feared, and God was scary, and it was very doomsday thinking. It was end of the world, and you have to be scared about the end of the world. You have to be hyper vigilant and make sure you're doing the best you can. But um, I never knew what the best you could meant. Nobody had kind of a clear idea to me, at least when I asked why we were practicing, what we were practicing and and why it was important for us to do that work. Um, And I was always met with just because or because that's what God says, but I would see people lying. I would see people disrespecting each other. I would see people... Um, hurting each other not honoring their family members just not following the 10 commandments at all and still calling themselves um witnesses they were still calling themselves worthy of um god's attention when when the resurrection happened and i didn't understand why people weren't walking the talk Mm -hmm. and i kept seeing examples of um the contradiction of it all I stopped kind of um, believing that that faith was for me at quite an early age, right around ten years old. I decided that it wasn't for me.
1: How did, um, you, um, how did that, like you, your that decision, like what did that look like, and and how did your your family react to that?
0: Um, my family didn't know. That was a personal decision. It was like something I said to myself in my mind, yeah. and. Um, I got there because I, I don't like lying. I don't like, um, I have a lot of um, wounds from just my own birth mother and her lying to me so consistently and often that I just had no tolerance for it. At an early age, I just had no, I didn't like, I wanted people's words to match their actions and I had a framework for it through my experience with my birth mother so I already had that like you got to do what you said or I'm not going to believe anything you say and so that was just how I came to that realization because it just didn't match it did it just kept not matching and I was it wasn't for me I still did all the activities I still um prayed I still
1: did you feel like once you made that decision that you were kind of um, like pretending a little, like, I'm, no. I'm, I'm so um, curious about this because it. I, I don't know, it, you, you were so young. Yes. It's not like you were like even really a teenager yet. You were still yeah. kind of a kid. And to mm-hmm. make that decision at that age is like really mature. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is really interesting and brave. That's
0: yeah, that's kind of like the kid I, I was though. Like yeah. it was like very me and very um that I can like analytical person. And so I I just had I had a framework. I had a I had a before and after that I could um measure on. So not everybody has that opportunity to have a before and after. But I also knew that I did feel a connection when I prayed. I did feel a connection when I was still and in stillness. So I knew it was real, that faith was something that was real. But I just knew that that practice of faith wasn't for me because it didn't have what sustained me. It didn't have what like could lift me up. So I stayed in prayer. I still like, but I didn't, I didn't like. The misogyny. I didn't like that everybody was saying that God was a man and yeah. you have to respect this man. And I'm like me and I'm, I feel powerful. And even, even when I was young, I felt powerful. So it was hard for me to think of myself as not powerful. And it was just something that I didn't glob onto ever. Yeah. So that's just like, I just kept trialing and erring. I kind of like went. Through the seat of my pants, I kind of relied on um, my intuition to help me uh, guide myself through just how I wanted to be until I got here.
1: <laughs> um, did you, along the way, so, so what I'm hearing is like, once you made that decision, you started to take the parts that worked for you right that made you feel like in touch with your divinity and Mm -hmm. the divinity outside Mm -hmm. did you ever after that follow like one specific structure did you just continue to kind of like find things and take from different different parts to to create something that made sense for you not until I was like much older. Like not until I like discovered
0: tarot. Um, and that you could that there was another option. I thought like either you either you practice the faith, even if it was like Jewish or like Muslim, Catholic, whatever. I I felt like you practice a religion or you don't. And there was like no in between for me until I learned a lot about how um you can get in touch with spirits through tarot cards And when I was around 19 I celebrated by going to Canada with my friend and we got a tarot, we got a, um, a very nice, powerful psychic reading. And I thought it was amazing to me what she ta- what she was able to tell me through her own connection and my ability to feel her connection. So in, even though I didn't like completely understand, I knew that she was telling the truth in what she was feeling like whether or not anybody believes in it, that was like my way in. She believes what she's feeling and I can feel what she's feeling and she doesn't know me from Adam. So I know that she's connected to something greater than myself and herself. So if she found her way through this, I can find my way through it too. And so I kind of like went with my best friend and roommate at the time and we got cards and was practicing and it was just a fun thing that we did. Um, but um, So I always had them after that i always had a deck af- with me after that and it wasn't something i like practiced something i like kind of dabbled in here and there or or um when i felt like i needed kind of direction it, w- it would like help me ground myself so that i could see through the fog of my own thinking and so that's what i um used most of the time and it wasn't until i discovered meditation really until Um, I started a dedicated practice to meditation that it really opened up a whole other avenue for me Mm -hmm. um, in practicing and having a religious practice that I do every day. Or I wouldn't even call it a religious practice, spiritual practice that I do every day. Um, I just do it religiously.
1: (laughs) Religiously, that's- Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's really interesting like to hear how you had a foundation and even though you were experiencing like all of these clashes and and, um, contradictions, right? That you still were able to take prayer, which you know helped you, Mm -hmm. guide you to other things. Like that is really cool. And kind of shows that, with all of the challenges that are inherent in religion right yes there are spiritual practices that are designed and created to help you get in touch with your inner and inner god outer god whatever Mm -hmm. that is um that's really cool
0: How about you? What was your journey I'm, to I'm, spirituality? spirituality? There it is. Well, <laughs> Ding dong.
1: <laughs> there is la, la, la. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think about like my family as well and how I know that I have I have Christian roots, Mm -hmm. like my, actually both my grandfathers, I just learned this this year. I I knew my, my dad's dad was very religious, spiritual. Mm -hmm. He was a Methodist. He worked for the Methodist newspaper. He traveled all around the world, um, on mission trips Mm -hmm. and, he was either a minister or a pastor or a preacher. I can't, I can't remember. (laughs) He, he, he got that far. Right. Yeah. And then, so I have Protestant on my dad's side and then I have Catholic, Irish Catholic on my mom's side. And my mom told me this year, like, she was like, Andre, you know, you're my dad also, wanted, he went to seminary, but then he, oh. he quit because he wanted to be married to my grandma. Oh, um, okay. And Catholic, Catholic priests, right? They're supposed to yeah. be celibate, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think that's changing too, slowly, but <laughs> I have this kind of, both my grandfathers, like, were really, really connected with their faith in that way. And then, how that manifested in my parents, I think is different. Um, But they, when they met and they married, when they were very young, they moved abroad when I was two. So we moved Mm -hmm. to South Africa and, and like, I really wasn't brought up in either explicitly like we didn't go to church our school community was the community that my parents latched on to mm-hmm. but being of service in teaching and how to treat people yeah et cetera, et cetera noticing inequality and, and suffering in the world and and general unfairness, all of those things. Like I was really, really aware of growing up the way that I grew up, right. Mm -hmm. Like developing, mostly developing countries. And so in that sense, I was on a spiritual journey, right? Yeah traveling and, and experiencing what I experienced and then also like kind of being like well why why do I have what I have and these people don't have it right yeah which like as I grew older I would realize like oh that's your privilege like that's mm-hmm. your super privilege even though you you might be a visitor in all of these places and you yeah. might be a minority in all of these places like you mm-hmm still have the privilege
0: yeah
1: um so that part that's like a this unspoken spiritual kind of development but in terms of discussing God any sort of like religious faith-based practice of prayer I mean we would say grace but very informally we would come back to the states during the summer I hated going to church. I always felt terrible totally there. Yeah. I didn't I didn't identify or understand the the reasoning behind any of it because I kind of was like, well, I don't really I don't I I don't think that I believed in anything higher. Yeah, when I was young because I didn't have to. I was protected, like I was sheltered and lucky right? Mm, yeah. And then I came back to the States for college and <laughs> the shit hit the fan. <laughs> like I, and I had experienced culture shock coming back here before when I was mm-hmm. like in middle school, I was like, oh my God, like, I know I look like all these other people, but I don't feel like all these other people
0: oh yeah 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 know?
1: and um I would really often get very frustrated with white Americans like I just I didn't identify with their experience
0: so spiritually you felt like you connected with other cultures yes gotcha
1: always kind gotcha. of yeah in like, yeah Gotcha. And, which is also kind of now like I'm, I am looking at the beauty inherent in like Jesus's teachings and things Mm -hmm. like that, because like, that's part of my roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, but then being on my own as an adult in, in America, like I, I was in North Carolina for a while and everything was very segregated. Like I didn't understand a lot of like the racial dynamics of the country Mm -hmm. because I grew up in like a bubble of all these different kinds of people get along. Like that's how international schools are like,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And have like all like a rainbow of people Mm -hmm. and they are, it's like this fantasy world almost. Mm. it's not really like real life in in the world or here and so can i do something why don't why
0: don't you um think that that's real life or do you think that i feel like americans just don't go with what international um
1: communities do so that's why i feel like that economy exists or is it like well because the reason i say that is because the private international schools mm. it's not like I'm yeah. like in a local oh
0: okay like school
1: oh. like a private international schools that have expat like expat families from all over gotcha gotcha are generally there working some type of government or corporate job like mm. most of the families are privileged in some way yeah regardless of, of their race or culture yeah right yeah yeah and um I see what you mean so yeah that that's a thing that yeah people like me experience and then like I know my brother too coming back I think we see and and we were we saw poverty and and suffering in all these countries but we were never a part of it right i see yeah yeah um so i mean that lens is helpful too in being here because it's like okay well actually there are other places where things are much much worse yeah um but i think being here and getting into education and learning how this the system works um was also unsettling for me Mm. I I didn't go to school like that right yeah um but anyway like as an adult I just started I, I was kept on hitting I was like hitting these speed bumps in I was just creating my life but like it was turning into chaos
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in addition to the layer of like feeling often misunderstood or misjudged
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um and that kind of all like it accumulated in this like tipping point for me where like I could not continue to live that way and those that wasn't one there was like a couple experiences where I just like really started to be like okay I have to take accountability for like the way that I think how I create my life Mm -hmm. around myself with
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I have to get in touch with my higher self right yeah consistently and, and what mm-hmm. does it mean? And, and who is that? Who is God? What, what, it, what happens when you align with the universe, when the, with the will of the universe and yes. And, and meditation that I, I primarily found that through meditation first, um, all different kinds, mm-hmm. um, but there was like one that really stuck and that's what's what I do now, which is just like visual, Um, and, and now, and now I'm in, in seminary. Learning. Yeah. So, so you feel like
0: you, you found it helps you rebuild yourself, like keep it. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I also like. When I was going through, like, really, like, struggling, like, difficulty mm-hmm. in terms of, like, I was, like, feeling these, these things that I didn't have the tools to process. Yeah. And I was seeing things that I didn't have the tools to process because my family didn't come from that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like they... Yeah. they supernatural experiences Mm -hmm. are, I don't know, not something, I don't think anyone really had tools, except I was in relationships with people, relationship with people who were able to tell me like, Andrea, this is what you're going through.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Things that can help you. Mm -hmm. Ritual,
0: yeah
1: and and offering and Mm -hmm. like having people around me who were able to communicate and and were very experienced in that way yeah he really helped keep me from like actually dying or yeah losing yeah losing your sanity yeah 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 so um and I always I feel like people like that are always like, have always been put in my life for a reason. And like, sometimes I don't see the reason until later, but now I'm much more like open to like, oh, okay. I see why this person is here to help teach me something, help me. Yeah. So, um, and it's always evolving and growing, but I mean, (laughs) that's how I feel about our relationship too. Yeah. 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 There's a, a divine purpose. yes (laughs)
0: yes <laughs> there is. there's definitely a divine parallel and a divine sisterhood in our relationship that I really appreciate and it's very um I like it we're not on this we're not like definitely not on the same track but it's definitely connected and I feel like that's why we're here yeah. because we see how people are like, like you, when you were talking about suffering, how that that's just like a suffering, a self-imposed like suffering. You can be free of that and you can free yourself and your mind from everything that's um, happening to you or you feel like is happening to you. And I feel like we don't teach children enough how to center themselves so that they can, instead of like rejecting their emotions, like I was taught to reject all of my emotions. I have a very hard time. Like I had to dive back into myself in order to let myself feel how I wanted to feel, be who I wanted to be in order to like gain real control of my power, because I always like not been told, you know, when you come into a room, you own that space. And I have not felt like that all the time. I, there are times when I feel like that. And, but like, my problem with it or my the reason why I should tap into it for myself is because I can decimate anybody else's day like I should be very 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 cognizant of what I can do with my own emotional prop like because I am emotionally out of control I'm just gonna set everybody on a nuclear blast yeah I've done it <laughs> it's happened I just decimate areas like, like I was just like well that was unfortunate like I it's just like, no, it's not. I shouldn't blame other people for that. I shouldn't be so in a way that I can, where it could be like unleashed on another person like that. I should be able to not wield my own emotions, but use them for me. Like instead of letting them erupt into, into a void of nothingness, I should be using all of that power to create the world I want to live. And that is so uplifting to me that I can use all of that power for myself damn bitch, (laughs) Like that just feels like I have all the power in the world and I get to use it for myself and it means that I can be in creation with other people and if I'm in creation with other people, I am my most authentic, most happy self and so I just wanted to stop falling into the void of the explosions and I finally got there and it feels good to get there and it feels good to be using my own power for myself. You know, it feels good to to know what to do with myself. You
1: yeah. know? A <laughs> no, 100%. I think that is the beauty of everyone's individual journey, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we both are coming from, like, different places. But we both are really... Like we are invested and determined to
0: heal like, our communities. Just, yes, just like but go yes
1: within yeah. ourselves too. And mm-hmm. I think we have different types of pain, yeah, different traumas. But we see there's a need for our schools to allow their teachers and students to work through that in a healthy enlightening way yes like connecting with
0: with um it like it's like again so above so below if there's a practice that we can do on earth that is helpful to the, you know, helpful to our own divinity, then I don't understand why we're not doing it. And I'm not policing anybody else's experience. That's not what I want to do. I want everybody to feel that connection, however you feel it, however you get there. But I want the option to be there. I don't know. I don't want to be telling kids that they should be doing rituals at school but we do rituals at school all the time school is one giant ritual so i don't understand (laughs) why we can't be using that that for good and and for really just quiet contemplation to start and to finish and to like lead it with this like flowy grounded yeah idea I think it's wonderful. And we can make it work if we're honest about the need for spirituality in our teaching practices and healthy adults, we, we need healthy, 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 healthy minds of adults to help produce healthy minds for children and people who are not in within spirit of, of themselves, they're in conflict with themselves, they're not married to themselves, create unhealthy children which create unhealthy communities unhealthy children create unhealthy communities it's just how it is they grow up to be unsuccessful adults it's it's that's real that's a fact that's science and that is not race-based that is like if you're not producing for your community that's what happens you have we have to produce right and um it's just that i i believe it's a global issue i don't believe it's a one um I don't believe that it's an American issue. I do do think that other countries are better at at faith-based religious practices within school systems, but I also don't think that the people who are teaching that again are in spirit if your whole community isn't thriving. Like everybody wins or we all lose. That's how it is. I'm losing. If you're losing, I'm hurting. If you're hurting and it's just, you know, I, I gotta do my work and so do you. Right. We gotta show
1: up for ourselves and then we gotta show up for each other. That sounds like Ubuntu. Like if if you are losing, I'm losing. Yeah. If you're winning, I'm winning. hmm And I mean, I don't know, I I think I feel blessed to be a part of a school community where we do have like the relative flexibility to experiment mm-hmm. and, and bring in different, different practices. But I also, I think there's, it's like there's certain types of practices that are more accepted in schools like I know like mindfulness is a growing movement yes and a lot of eastern practices are are, if you can separate them out from the religion Mm -hmm. a lot of people yoga like we don't generally have any issue kind of like incorporating those things into what we're doing but why can't we also like what is the issue with like drumming and yeah. singing and dancing and, and chanting
0: and it's because it's all noisy you're describing yeah. very very quiet things uh-huh. and that is white people nice and quiet things <laughs> i'm sorry that's white american nice quiet things are what we do around here and you have to you know, assimilate to what we do. And that's nice and quiet over here. And I don't want to hear your drumming because that's not religion. Mm-hmm. And that's not a spiritual practice to me because that feels like a drumming. I feel, I feel a little vibration in my belly and that's unappreciated. You
1: unsettling. Right? <laughs> oh, that I've been thinking about. I'm like, you know what? Come on, guys. Like, yeah. Like what is so scary about a child? Make a noise. and and, like really singing and screaming power like what oh okay it's because it's it's too loud and it's too threatening fine but I don't know there it's not like it doesn't happen like there are plenty of places where you can do that and it's awesome it is so inspiring um
0: yes okay friend we gotta wrap up This is a very rich conversation. It's always delicious. (laughs) Salacious conversations. (laughs) So I am so happy that we are going to do this. I'm excited about our next chapter and listen to us on Spotify. Mm -hmm.
1: And um, yeah. Appreciate you tuning in. Yes. Yes and um stay tuned we have a our first guest in our next episode
0: yay peace bye